All right, guys, welcome back. It's been a while since I've had time to record, so here I am. Um, we're going to do a battle royale, but it's going to be a little different this time. We're not using superheroes. Oh no, shock. What do we do? Um, so you'll see what, what I mean when we get into it. Um, but of course, we can never do these things alone. So I got my awesome buddy Frank from Geek Freaks Podcast with me. Say hello to the interwebs. Hello. <laughs> so um, if you guys have watched these before, um, I don't know if I've done one with you specifically yet, but I've done a Not couple yet. before. Okay, so first time with me here. Um, so I've done other ones, and if you guys out there have listened, uh, you'll know that we basically take two characters from a specific universe, sometimes similar, sometimes totally different, like we are doing today. And we basically kind of verbally talk out who we think would win in a battle. But because these two guys are not superhero whatsoever, we're going to also kind of go into the idea of what makes a good fighter. Would that be a fair word to call them, fighters? Yeah, that's, I think we'll probably have more titles as we go along, but for now, fighter sounds good to me. <laughs> there we go. There, we'll start with that. So um, without further ado, let's get it on. All right, so from the intro you guys heard, we are doing another Battle Royale. And this one is gonna be a little bit different. As I said, we are putting up the Battle of the Johns, which sounds really odd, but yeah. it makes sense in a second. So uh, we are gonna put up probably, I think recently at least, two of the most famous characters named John right now. Um, and if you haven't guessed, we're gonna do John Wick versus Jon Snow with uh, Frank taking the latter. Um, so I guess the first thing we should do is to kind of, for those who don't know anything about either one, is probably break them down a little bit. What do you, what do you think? We should probably give yeah. people a little description. So I will have you go first with your character. Um, and I guess give us, you know, a very, I, I know it's not a simple show, but give us a simple explanation of who Jon Snow is in terms of the story. Okay, so we'll do two brief descriptions. One for somebody who doesn't know anything about Game of Thrones and one for does. Uh, for If you don't know anything about Game of Thrones, he's a guy that uses a sword and has a big wolf that helps him out. He's a king, <laughs> generally a king of a big area up north where it's cold. Uh, he has a lot of adventures. He has died and come back uh, and is just generally a cool badass from like medieval times. If you know Game of Thrones, he's King of the North, he's Jon Snow, uh, <laughs> son of Rhaegar Targaryen and daughter of Lyanna Stark. Uh, beyond the wall and back, he has attacked everybody and won. Best strategist in Game of Thrones, in my opinion. I know that's super contested, but uh, <laughs> I love me some Jon Snow, so I'm excited to talk about him. <laughs> well, there you go. I think you pretty much just gave us everything we have to know in one <laughs> sentence right there. Um, okay, cool. So... So you're a big fan of him, so obviously you're a watcher of the show, or were a watcher, it's over now. Um, right. What, compared to other characters in the books and the show, what do you think gives him an upper hand when it comes to, I guess, combat, or general ability to, to you know, win? Uh, two big things for him is his lineage. He comes from two very powerful houses that have... Uh, winning in their in their freaking backgrounds he's a stark and a targaryen both of them amazing uh the other thing is he's literally protected by a god named relor uh he doesn't know that actually pretty much nobody knows about that until the end 
but the whole time he's needed for a destiny. And if you're needed for a destiny, they're going to make sure you get to that destiny. So he kind of has a pretty good ace up his sleeve. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I do like the fact he's got a wolf with him because, come on, every oh, yeah. character needs like a badass pet to be like. Yeah. And this one is like a horse. Him, I'm going to send him to go, you know. Um, yeah. Okay. And actually, that's kind of a really funny crossover, even though I don't think in John Wick's case, the dogs really do much. But um, there is that aspect of it, which to me, the John Wick character is a little odd. I was never a super big fan of the franchise, but, you know, I think I watched, you know, the first, I didn't see the other two. I watched the first one. It's a good. You know, it's a good action film, right? It's it's yeah. not necessarily the best thing ever, but and I'm sure that's contested as well. But um, John Wick to me seems, you know, more like a Bruce Lee or like a Rambo character from from the '80s and '90s. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, and I'm sure you've seen the movies, you know, and those out there. So ba- I'll I'll basically give you for those who have and haven't seen them together, because it's basically one way to describe him. He's basically the one guy you don't want to piss off because he will find you and he will kill you, which I think is a quote from another movie, but that's a different story. Um, so in the case of John Wick versus Jon Snow, John Wick, I don't think it's necessarily anything special other than the fact he is just a really well-trained soldier, so to speak. You know, not like an actual soldier, but like basically a very well put together attack, attacker. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, okay, so that's kind of the explanation of the characters we got. Um, second part we'll do, I think, will be, and I think it'll be pretty quick because, again, since there's not a lot of special superhuman stuff going on, it's probably going to be a basic, you know, hand to hand, gun, whatever, sword combat. Um, what, what do we, okay, so knowing, knowing from John Wick and, and Game of Thrones, what do you think would be the advantages and weaknesses for either side? I uh, think, yeah, I think somebody coming into this, I think they're going to be quick to judge and be like, well, John, John Snow has a sword and John Wick has a gun. So Wick will just shoot. Uh, right. I think that's I think that's kind of like the the and and John Wick has they even call it gun foo like his ability to to move with his gun is is pretty outstanding. Right, I, right. But I think that's pretty shallow. If you look at the overall battle, what builds up to it, and then when it actually goes down, the John Wick movies is a story of one man having to always try to overcome the odds. Uh, John Snow does the same thing, except for he has an army behind him, and. True. And so I think you have to kind of it's, – it's really hard when you're trying to figure out how to battle these two together. You have to really figure out a setting. So I think that might be where we want to start off with is where are these guys fighting? What are they bringing to the table? Do we have Ghost with him, his wolf, or, and, or do we have, you know, just warehouse, nothing else, go at it, see what happens? It's, it's kind of a tough one. You know, that, that, that's a good point. Um, I think, to be fair, I mean hmm. – Considering Wick doesn't really, you know, like you said, he's a, he does it himself. He fights on his own. I think a one-on-one would be the f- most fair, probably. Okay. Uh, not to say having Ghost would be that big of a deal, but I, I think just having two entities there would, would I think, be a little unfair. You know, right. whether or not Wick can kill the wolf is besides the point, but I think, so I think fair enough, I think it would be kind of meeting them in a warehouse somewhere, you know, the two of them, 
get a secret message that you know the other one did something to their loved ones and whatever, and they just end up going hand to hand. And you made a good point about the guns and the swords too, because yes, granted, you know this is the reason why historical movies and stuff they always try to stick to what they have, but unfortunately, you know, sometimes you give people stuff that they wouldn't have at that time. Um, or in the case of Game of Thrones, it's a total made-up place that's not real. So yeah. it's, it's, it's an issue because it's funny for us because it's like, oh, cool, you know, we're in the middle of Viking land and this guy has an AK-47. I mean, that's hilarious. But for somebody who's actually watching a, a show for legitimacy, you're going to be like, really? Like, why would you give this guy a gun when this is supposed to be taking place in, you know, Norway in like 1822? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Right, so, right. So it's a little weird. So I'm going to say, just to be fair, we'll do one-on-one. I'd say even go as far as hand-to-hand. I don't know how good Jon Snow is hand-to-hand, but I think just to be fair, weapons might give one side advantage. Um, unless it's an, Unless it's kind of like, we can give both swords and have them do that because I'm pretty sure John Wick would know his way around using a sword too. Let's do that. Let's try that out then. So let's go hand to hand, then sword to sword, gun to gun, and see how that should shake out. Okay. All right. So um, I guess we. Okay. So let's go backwards. So we'll do the worst the worst weapon, the gun. We'll do the sword, then we'll do a hand to hand. Kind of go down awesome. the line and see what happens. That sounds um, good. Okay. So I'll jump in first. Um, knowing John, like, and you actually brought up the gun, the gun foo, which is so weird to say, like, I want to say foo, but, um, knowing his ability to be one with what he uses, um, I'm going to say Wick may have an upper advantage on this one only because I think the fluidity that he has with his ability would probably it, it kind of and it's funny because he was in the matrix too it kind of reminds me of the matrix thing yeah where he was so in tune with what he was doing i feel like that might give him the upper hand when it comes to the gun fight what, what do you think yeah i agree I, I would have to say it is totally an extension of john wick and the way he fires is something that is actually i've, I've heard that professionals in in, in similar situations understand it's the double tap where he shoots head then body to make sure the person's dead it shows that he has an understanding of the guns that you can't expect somebody who is less familiar with the guns to even compare it to. So John Wick yeah. or if John Snow with a gun to be like, yeah, it's kind of like a bow and arrow, just point in that direction and fire. Maybe like a crossbow. They do have crossbows in Game of Thrones, so it'd be like that. But I mean, at a certain point, it's like, yeah, I mean, you got John Wick though. <laughs> I mean, that gun's too crazy. Right. Well, I, I think, and it, even though even though it's gun on gun, I still think it's probably unfair for John Snow because theoretically that time period you wouldn't really be doing that necessarily right. like you, you you have them but i think he's more comfortable with the sword is what you were telling me uh yeah so yeah so for gun for gun i'd have to give it to john wick now if you go sword for sword i would say john snow he has a very specific sword that gives him an advantage okay. uh, it's, Val- it's a valerian blade and it can shatter pretty much anything made out of steel or anything like that so it's it's just really strong so if if you're gonna go sword for sword, you have to give John his sword and John Wick a typical sword of his time. Right. I think if those blades meet, all of a sudden it becomes John's sword versus John Wick without anything. It's just it's gonna okay. That's, that's fair. I, actually, that kind of works out because if you think about it, with the gun for John Wick, that's his thing. The mm-hmm. sword with John Snow, that's his thing. So I think an even tie at that point would be fair because each of them have their 
their their thing with them. Yeah, like specialties, that's their, yeah. That's their specialty. So okay, so that's fair. So that would so I think at that point I think we would have an even tie. Um, okay, so so this third one will be the tiebreaker, obviously. Um, hand to hand, which will eventually lead us into the second part of the conversation. But this is always a weird one because hand to hand, it always looks so easy in the movies, right? But, yeah, yeah. you know, hand to hand, I get it's you know, I, I, I did karate when I was like 12. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to do, like, it's very you have to know where you're going to, like, you know, fight. Um, so I'll, I'll let you take the tiebreaker and see what you think. I think I know where I'm going, but I'm kind of curious to see who you think might have the upper hand between the two if they were just to go at it punching. So I think right there, that last word's the keys punching doesn't exist as much in Jon Snow time. So if it, you know, Game of Thrones and the Song of Ice and Fire, they're based off of old England. And uh, that's before boxing existed. We've nailed boxing after that. So like, you know, uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, when the pugilists were around and and boxing was invented, uh, they learned to keep their distance and kind of move and stuff like that. Jon Snow's fighting would be more like a tackle and wrestle on the ground and eventually get your blade out really, but it would (laughs) less be about distance. I think, I think, John Wick has the advantage here as much as I don't want to like defend your side. John Wick would know to kind of keep his distance, poke in the face and back, keep his distance. And John Snow would just be like, let me tackle you now. You know, it'd be hard. <laughs> yes, I win. No, uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's a good, that's a good, um, that's a good explanation there. Um, yeah, I think, and I think, yeah. And again, it's, it's a weird, you know, weird combination, but that's why we do it because the weirder it is, the more it makes us think. And that's why I love doing this one. But, um, yeah, you're right. I guess it really, it's the time frame too. Like if they didn't do it, they wouldn't know to do it. So exactly. if Jon Snow is in an era where none of that happened, he's pretty much dead in the water because what else, what other choice, you know, like he doesn't have a choice. Like he's, he does it his way. And without those things, he's got nothing to do, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know what I mean? Like, um, Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, so, I- their fighting style, well, the fighting style between the two of them, one of them actually makes it harder for him to fight. The other one is tailor-made for that. So Jon Snow would constantly be trying to get closer because to, for him what makes sense is to get them on the ground and tackle them like in the old right. days. When John Wick's style is waiting for someone to charge blindly at him so that he can knock him out. Like like both of their fighting styles, Jon Snow's falls into John Wick's trap, basically. Oh, there you go. Okay, that that works. And weirdly enough, for some reason, as you're describing that, I'm picturing like a Pokemon battle from the cartoon, where like, <laughs> yeah. like one of like he's using Pikachu for the quick attack, and like the other one is super slow, and he's just like spinning. I, I don't know why that just came to my mind for some. Makes <laughs> like, so much sense, though. Yeah. <laughs> as I'm staring at my Pokemon posters that are up on my wall too. But right. um, so okay, so that's a that's a fair assessment. So it seems like in this battle of uh, out of three, it's a um, John, a two to one, John yeah. Wick takes it for, for this one. So second part, just to kind of expand a little bit on it. Um, what makes like, a, okay. Now granted, usually I talk about, you know, DC Marvel and these people have, you know, superheroes. So like Iron Man has a suit cap, you know, super, uh, this uh, super soldier serum Hulk you know, can never die pretty much. Um, when it comes to fighting and we can go back to when we were young, feel so old saying this um you know you had like rambo and you had i was gonna say terminator but that's that doesn't count because that's robotic um 
you know, you had like Rocky, you know, these old school, which I know they're both Stallone. Um, what, what do you think makes these particular characters strong to do? Is it because they're good at their job or you think it's just kind of like luck? I think it's, I think it's luck and defying odds in a lot of ways. Both these okay. characters have, have the odds stacked against them. John Wick is the assassin that all assassins fear and right. is then targeted by them all. Uh, and John Snow is he starts off with what they call a bastard who is basically like the lowest tier of noblemen and has to find his way in the world and then luck and circumstances kind of puts him eventually in like damn near king role like he gets he gets promoted all the way to the highest uh honors so you know both of them kind of persevere against completely terrible odds and we're rooting for the underdog the whole way until the end Okay, that's fair enough. Um, you think that's probably why these fran- – I mean, obviously Game of Thrones was a franchise before a franchise, but do you think that's one reason why these two sets of media did well because the, these characters were, like, re- relatable sort of or, you know? It's, yeah, it's hard because John Wick focuses on John Wick. We have a lot of side right. characters that are really cool. Like, uh, I don't know, it was Fishborn, Morpheus, basically, in John Wick. Uh, he's cool, but he's like a side character you don't get a lot of. And you have Ian McShane, who's cool, but you don't get a lot of him either. It's all John Wick. When in Game of Thrones, uh, the books are called The Song of Ice and Fire. They're really about two main characters, if you want to pick main characters, would be Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen, Ice and okay. Fire. But you also have, like, so many other amazing characters that get just as much screen time as these characters, like Tyrion and stuff like that. So it's really hard to say... I think I think they're widely accepted for two different reasons. And overall, okay. if you're to pick one thing, is it's just really likable characters. All right, that's fair. That's fair. And I'm I'm trying. I'm thinking back because for some reason, all I can think of is like Rambo as an example. But like, I don't think there was many similar shows or movies like this back then. I think is this is this I like. I don't know. Like, let, we'll we'll take Game of Thrones as the two main characters only: Jon Snow and. Um, Daenerys. Daenerys. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, it's it's weird to do that nowadays. A lot of times, get you know, like Game of Thrones, you have a big cast of people. You have like fifty different people you're following. Right. Um, but if you remember, there was a time when it was more like John Wick, and it would every show was kind of the individual character. So, do you think that changes? the viewpoint maybe of, of the strength of these characters. Like let, let's say game of Thrones was basically just Jon Snow and that was the focus for, you know, most of the time Would that, would we still appreciate him for his character? Or do you think the, the outside world makes him better? If that one, one of the biggest benefits to Jon Snow is his ability to rally others. Even when he doesn't want power, he's given it because he inspires people. So uh, the ensemble cast is pretty important for him. If you were to look at a past in similar situations, it would be, it's going to sound silly. So you'd have like Lord of the Rings, which is an easy one to compare it to, but you'd also have shows like Dallas. Or like if you're looking at that time period of, of Rambo, you had like shows like Dallas or, you know, uh, designing women, like these ensemble casts where it's all about the drama. Right, and then you had right. your favorite characters that stood out amongst the drama. And then if you're looking at John Wick in the past, you have, you know, Rambo, you were saying, or, my favorite is John McClane from Die Hard. Uh, you have this character who's hitting back, you know, and he's by himself, but he's hitting back. So there's such different mediums that it's really hard to compare. If you had Jon Snow by himself without the ensemble cast, 
he would be awesome, but the things that we find awesome in him right now are not the things that would be awesome then. Because him as a leader or him rallying the troops and stuff like that is really cool. That doesn't exist when he's by himself. Okay, so it's basically like a solo fighter versus an army kind of. like. Yeah. He, had, he needs his backup to be the character, whereas the other one would be like a martial arts movie where you don't need anything else. You just need you and your fists to, you know, complete the mission. So yeah, actually, actually, I just thought of another one, I guess kind of like James Bond in a way. Right. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, Jay, you know, he, he has the help, but he really doesn't need it. But at the same time, without the help, it would be a little awkward. Like, he, he needs the side characters, but you would still get the same outcome, even if, you know, the story might not be as fun, but you still get the same outcome if it was him by himself. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get that with Jon Snow. You you would get that. So in Game of Thrones, there are characters that are set up for that. Arya Stark's a good example. You can you can take the characters in or out of her life, but she's still amazing. She is your John Wick. But okay, okay. yeah, it now if you're to take a character from John Wick's universe that's similar to game to Jon Snow, you might look at something like um, like Ian McShane, the guy who's the head of the hotel. This character okay, who yeah. has so many amazing people around him, and then the moves he makes furthers a bigger plot you know what i'm saying so it's they have characters in each other's universes that fit well okay cool so okay i, I see what you're saying so it's basically it's it's the it's like the ruler role versus the person you're making to do the like the job like john right. in, in a weird sense if john work wick work for john snow that would work because john snow could be exactly. like do this as the ruler role and John Wick would be able to take care of it without needing much of anything. Yeah, because John John Snow has been awesome by himself, but the part that that made him awesome was watching him develop into a ruler. It wasn't right. him always by himself. Matter of fact, when he was by himself, he was at the beck and call of many others. So when he became the ruler, is when it's like, okay, he stepped up. John Wick don't need nobody. He's out there. He's got it. So it's hard. Well, it's funny you said the the diehard one because I totally forgot about him. But that that actually is John Wick in the nineties. Like yeah, Bruce totally. Willis. What he wasn't as as like smooth, but I definitely think I forgot. What, oh, uh, what what did you say his name was? Um, John McClane. John McClane. Thank you. Yeah. Like that was literally John John McClane was John Wick before we had John Wick because that that's a really good. Um, uh, comparison because yeah. again yeah he could use the help but you know he was but what's funny is he also he was kind of like a grown-up home alone like he was yeah he, he knew how to mess with the bad guys but still have fun and be like all right you're gonna blow up now and i'm gonna be out of here in a second and they're like what and all of a sudden you know large blast and he's just jumping off the building to the next one and i'm like what the hell just happened here like where the <laughs> like what you know so um Okay, so I, th I think I would say probably what we figured from this is that either or, I mean, again, and again, yes, I, and people out there are going to be like, well, this is a stupid comparison. The, the point is we're nerds. We like being like this, so shut up, everybody. <laughs> but no, I mean, I guess a good, a good ending would be is that fighting style depends on where you're at, but in a way... Their fighting style really depends on your ability to do so. It, you know, it's kind of yeah. like when you watch Rocky and all those Rocky movies and, you know, he became a great boxer. 
that doesn't really prove anything. That just proves that after five or six movies, he became a really good boxer. Like that's just, it's like the more, you know, from NBC. Yeah. But yeah. you know, so that, that's not really saying like, he's not good at fighting. He's just learning how to fight well, in my opinion. So when it comes to fighting, it's, you know, or fighting characters, if we're talking human beings, because I, I went back to look, because something I read somewhere, they were going to make John Wick, like, immortal, but that wasn't true. Um, if you're two human beings going at it, you just have to know what you're doing. You don't initially have to be good, but in, in the cases of these two, it does help when you're really good at your job. Like, as we saw with John Wick, if he didn't have his little, you know, fluidity, he may not be as strong as Jon Snow, but because he just does that much extra, he's hell to reckon with, right? So, right. so I, think, I think in this case, he's good at his job, but I think he's just, he's smart. And I think that's what a good fighter in these franchises is, is smart. Yeah. Um, Die Hard, Rambo, um, what did you say, Lord of the Rings. They're not all really good at their jobs, but they're pretty damn smart. And that's what kind of wins the battle, I think. Yeah, I think, I think what it comes down to, too, we have to, we have to look at who would, who would win in each other's world. And I think if you were to take a Jon Snow and throw him into a, into a John Wick world, he would definitely not do well. He may be able to meander around and survive, but I don't think he would thrive. But if you put a John Wick into a Game of Thrones uh, I already know he would go, you know, faceless men. He would become an assassin. Like it's, it's tailor made to throw a John Wick into, but I don't think it translates well either, either way. So I don't know. Right, no, that, that makes sense. But um, that, that's, a, that's like a good fan fiction we should make. Do like a cross yeah. <laughs> John Wick and like he gets teleported into like Game of Thrones. And he's like, what the hell am I doing here? And he's like right. surrounded by wolves and dragons. He's like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, all right, there you go. That, that's your that's your task next time. You know, <laughs> make fan fiction. Um, all right, so okay, so I think we have proven a point that fighters don't really make much sense in any of these franchises, but that's okay because that's what we like. Um, all right, so I will. All right, so we will end. I will uh, let you do a shout out. Uh, when is your uh, next uh, episode coming up? Uh, every Monday we have an episode coming up, so just check us out. Check us out on Mondays. Cool, cool. Uh, I will have mine up as well. I think this one actually might be up with another one as well. So um, we will put those up. Um, yeah. So if you guys like these, go find us both on wherever we are. I'm sure you're everywhere. I'm everywhere. I don't even know where I am half the time. I just <laughs> find these emails like, oh, somebody found you on iTunes. I'm like, cool. Um, so go like us and rate us and review us because the more you do, the higher we raise. And that's really how you do this game here. I mean, you, you, if you're not seen, you don't really do well. So yeah, yeah. help us be seen by finding us. <laughs> um, share us out, do all this stuff. Uh, you guys are, uh, what are you on social media? You guys are on Twitter, I know. Uh, uh, yeah, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. But if you really want to get hold of us, Twitter is the way to go. First, okay, cool. So I will, um, as always, I will put your info up um, when we upload this to uh, the interwebs. Mm -hmm. um, and I will put up my stuff as well. Uh, we hope you'll be coming back soon because I got some more fun stuff to do with you. Um, and yeah, um, until next time, everybody, let's stay nerdy. See you.